And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is back in session. Here for another guest speaker episode at AOA Studios. If you're an artist, podcaster, or a content creator of any kind, make sure you hit us up at aoastudios.org and book your session today. We offer a plethora of services, including videography, photography, audio engineering, podcasting, and so much more, so make sure you check us out. And I am joined today by a very special guest. He is up for... Pop Artist of the Year at That's the right. Boston Music Awards. Yes, I you am. are an unreal indie pop electronic artist. I'm so excited to have you on. This is Child. Welcome, Thank you. Welcome Thank to the you show. so much. That's really, really sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm pumped. Thanks for being here. I'm man. happy to be here. I'm yeah. so pumped to have you. Um, you're somebody that I've known of for quite a while, uh, especially through like the Lazy and Lucas and whole JMC <laughs> camp. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Lucas Lazy. The Lazies Timmy, and the Lucases. All, yes. all them. Gita, <laughs> Derek, all you guys. Yes, um, the homies. Yeah, and, and so it's funny. You you DM'd me on TikTok, which yeah. I, I think, is that is that how we, we initially started it this? It must concert? be. I think that's how it was. Yeah, which is rare for me. Right. Uh, it's usually Instagram, but yeah, TikTok. Yeah, because I feel like I had... I had found found like I said heard of your music a little while ago. I don't think I ever I think I didn't hear your full album, but I feel like Lucas had been telling me about you for a bit and then As always um yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then uh it was just funny how it all kind of worked out. Yeah. Like, oh hey, like you know, I love your content. Like yeah. you got you know, guess I'm like, hell yeah. I yeah. Like, oh my god, I, I would love to have yeah. you on. And um yeah, so uh, this is uh, the objective part of the interview okay. so, uh, the podcast. This is where we get to know a little bit about you and your background. Yes, right. So I know you grew up in Shrewsbury. Is that correct? I did. And uh, you went to film school for a few years, right? I did. Okay. So I'm <laughs> I curious. Knew this is going to happen. This is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. It's, it's, it's going to get a little creepier. Unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, I hate to break it to you. If, you. if you're a fan of Child just coming on us for the first time, <laughs> I, I, I definitely pride myself on the research end of it. So if you, oh, I, got, I, got some, I got some gems for you. Oh. Oh, man, <laughs> but I was curious because you know you being a musician and also have gone been somebody that's gone to uh, film school and different yeah. things like that. I'm wonder. I'm just kind of curious, like for you when it comes to your visuals and like some of the visualizers that you've done for a lot of your music. Like I'm kind of curious, like what comes first, the chicken or the mm. egg, so to speak. Like be, having like a film, uh, like or like a visual mind, but also like an audio mind. Like I'm curious for you, like does the song come first and then you try to accompany a visual or sometimes you see a visual in your head and you're like, I want to try to create a song that would cater to that visual. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious for you, like where that sort of like lives, um, like where you find that balance. Yeah. I mean like definitely more recently the song comes first. Okay. I feel like the song usually comes first. Um, I used to be really into film. So the way that the film got started was when I got my first MacBook ever and I was really into just like iMovie and that was, I was like 12 or whatever. So I, I really wanted to do a lot of film stuff. And, um, I think at one point in time, maybe, um, being inspired by like movies, like the dark Knight, inception, like oh, interstellar, yeah. like just like my favorite you know, movies. You're a big Nolan guy, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm such, oh my gosh. Uh, and it's, he's so good. And I think like the cinematography really inspired me. So yeah. I think like, yeah, I think I would try to match like the feeling of the visual, but I think I think the song always comes first because I'm just like humming something or I'm just like, uh, you know, I, I'll hear something or, or it's usually melody. Like I'm all about melody. I love melody. So I feel like the song has to come first mm-hmm. um, where sometimes it's challenging. It's like thinking of like, what does this like look like? <laughs> so finding like a visual for it that can be like the fun part, I guess. I don't know. Like it's it's yeah. definitely it's different. But well, I know with a lot of your visuals, like especially for your music, like you do a lot of like abstract sort of like visuals with that accompany, like especially with a lot of the visualizers. So I'm curious, yeah. like where where do do those ideas come from for you? Is it again? Is it more about like listening to the beat or like the or like you said the melody? of the song and then trying to like figure out something that works. Like where, like what's your starting point when you're like f- trying to make a visual? I'm kind of just curious. Yeah. I think, um, 
in, in like a world with like social media, I think it's like, first of all, like it's probably something that grabs you, like something that's different. And I, I think more recently I've been in the mood to like find things that are just like kind of funny, like what would just be like funny to look at. Uh, and like, I've gotten a cake smashed in my face. I've gotten <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I've, 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 I've done like video gamey things. And I think, um, I, I, th- I think I go by like the, the feel. Cause like, I think nine times out of 10, there's like not really a story. There's kind of a story, but I think I had like an easier time with like the album and like the way that the album was telling that kind of story to like, okay, like visually, like I'm climbing this ladder. Like there should be something about that. And, but I, at the, at the same time, I had like a lot of like stroby. I just thought that kind of just like matched the mood mm. and just like kind of out of place, like, fast moving but also kind of like you said like abstract kind of yeah so i guess like finding like you know listening to the mood and you know being inspired by like the cinematography stuff just yeah. kind of what looks like pleasing i guess yeah on the screen right well it definitely <laughs> does it's ca- it's definitely yeah. ear uh, sorry eye catching for yeah. sure ear catching as well of course <laughs> uh which i want to get into uh with your music so yeah. we were just talking a little bit about off air about the fact that your mom growing up was like such a huge hip-hop head and your dad yeah. like loved rock like you were yeah. saying like your mom was into like eminem tupac and biggie but your dad yeah. was listening to more like a van halen style music so yeah where did your and you were saying your sister definitely like you guys loved daft punk but like i'm curious like give me like sort of the breakdown of that like why did you end up choosing or how did you find your way into right. electronic and indie pop style music right. when your influences growing up from your parents were on two completely different spectrums and not right. anywhere near that genre of music yeah yeah and i guess the only like music that they uh that we all shared together was like queen and i think queen it's like one of the greatest bands that's like ever existed but so i think they were also like a big influence uh i heard a lot of queen growing up when i was a kid and um like to the point that i didn't know what freddie mercury looked like until like i was like much older uh and um yeah i th- i think i think that is like uh, like i never yeah I, I haven't thought about that because um my 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 dad really when i started to play drums i was really into green day and when i started to like drum um he he wanted to show me a band called dream theater so dream theater it's like progressive metal like double bass like like amazing musicians they're insane and it's totally different and i think just like the fact that i had like music all around me like there's always an instrument i was lucky enough to get like my first drum set like you know we had a guitar laying around there was like a piano always there i think just like any kind of music like interested me but uh i want to say probably skrillex got me into like electronic skrillex, music huh? yeah like he was i mean because i was like a i was like a sophomore in high school when skrillex like just like blew up out of nowhere and uh and i didn't understand what like dubstep was just listening to it more i was i was just like intrigued i think i think that's but maybe before that was the daft punk influence yeah so i i think somehow that kind of DJing stuff like slipped into my life. And I remember too, this just came out, this came out of nowhere, but the, this like circus act, like the ringling bros or whatever, Not they, familiar. Used, they, they used to have like this clown that would DJ. So when I was like, super young, I was really into him and he was like a DJ. Interesting. And I'm sure if I look back at it now, I'm sure it was like awful, but uh, yeah, I, I remember Daft Punk was like a huge influence though. So I think from there, um, uh, you know Skrillex, Dead Mouse, just like learning to produce like electronic stuff. Yeah, got me into EDM and just like what DJing was about, and kind of um, all things like electronic. I just got really into like the idea, that, like that's the future of music. Sure, kind of that makes yeah. sense. Right, and then for you, like, because I know you you DJ, did you start off DJing and then you got into making music. Is that was that the, the yeah? Order it was of like operations? a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. it was like <clears throat> excuse me, it was like a little bit of like learning how to produce and also DJing and like, you know, eventually I would like DJ these clubs in, uh, in Worcester and, um, I would DJ like private events or just like DJ for fun or like whatever. Um, 
just so I guess simultaneously like just doing that and learning how to produce electronic music kind of sure. and just kind of teaching myself just like just, just playing around with it I guess yeah and yeah. then when was like do you was there a moment for you when you remember like oh wow I actually love doing this music thing like actually mm. making my own music and I want to try to pursue this as like a independent artist like when do you, was there a specific moment or was it more of a gradual thing it's probably a gradual thing I'm trying to think um I feel like I f- yeah, it was probably just gradual because if I had maybe gone from the approach of like this should be like my artist project, I feel like at one point I was just like making music and I just like figured out, oh, I can just put this on Spotify and I was just kind of like messing around, just like putting music up, like posting it and, yeah. and just growing like a little by little, like learning new things like like oh i can do that and like oh what is even mastering and like just like things like one by one just like oh like they were coming together i was realizing i guess just like piecing the puzzle together a little bit um and um and then i i guess at one point like you know having like an old project we had like freevo was a thing so have that was also a learning curve i guess it's all been learning curves up until like realizing oh uh I'm a pop artist of some sort. Like, I think it's literally just been like a, a slow build into that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, your stuff's incredible. I've really enjoyed Thank listening you. to a lot of your music. And one of your songs just recently hit 2 million streams. Is that correct? Yeah. Or I on think. Spotify, which was one um, of the singles, right? Not, that was nothing off the album. I, I think, um, you might be thinking of Antidote. That's it. Um, yes, Antidote. I think it's almost at like 3 million on Spotify, which is crazy because I would never, uh, I, Ever would have thought um, that was one of your earlier singles, right? Yeah, like, well, yeah. that was like right during uh, the the pandy, right during yep. 2020. Yep. Uh, yep. So that was, yeah, it was like three years ago. Um, and, and, and you started releasing music a little bit before that, right? Like yeah, right like 2019 ish, right? Is yeah, that kind of when you started. Okay, yeah, just... a couple like singles and singles stuff. and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly, totally. Um, yeah. So with something with a song like Antidote, I mean, did you have any inkling whatsoever that that was gonna do what it has done? No, I made it for like, can I swear? Yeah, of I course made you it for can. shits and giggles. I just <laughs> literally like I I literally just the vocal that's on the official song. It's like just a demo scratch vocal, uh, and I didn't really know I was saying words I, when I just like spit out like then I don't then I don't. I was like, kind of sounds like antidote, so we just called it <laughs> antidote, and uh, and then I guess we we just figured out. I was like, it kind of sounds like I'm saying an antidote, and I don't know when to stop. So it was like vaguely. It's just like the way I write music, and I'll just like spit out gibberish. So it's like literally just gibberish, and it's still on. Like that's in the song. It's just the original rough demo that I sent uh, Mickey Darling. I was just like, this is an idea, and they like immediately like loved it. They were like yes we so, gotta do something with it I, cool. I'd sent them like one demo before that was like eh we should try something but this one I thought of them I had them in mind when I made the idea right right yeah. and so that just was like an organic situation where they were pretty much you just like had this idea for the song you had the demo and then you sent it over to them and they were pretty much just like yeah let's let's hop on this yeah like within a month like he sent like this whole verse and like all these layers and harmonies and he was so funny with like little ad-libs of like you know they were like really appropriate like they were just about like sex and just like <laughs> like like one line he was like talking about like um like uh fellatio and stuff and like he had like a Jeez. like he had like a, a one of the ad-libs was just him going like oh just like choking sounds <laughs> and i was like man this is not my typical uh you know song uh but it was fun and it was fun to make and that's uh, awesome that's just kind of them i feel like they have kind of they're goofy and they're fun and they're sick right so, right yeah Good stuff, man. Well, I want to yeah. obviously get into your most recent project very soon, but I have my last question in the objective uh, part of this, uh, the segment of the show is you being a music teacher, right? Because are you you were a music teacher for a while? You still are now. Like I still I still do a little. You bit. You still do yeah. a little bit now. Okay. Yeah. So I'm curious for you, like when when you when, being a music teacher mm-hmm. and also being an artist, uh, and, and an active artist. I'm curious, are there any ideas or anything that sprouts from teaching? Uh, your your certain students or your clients, whoever whatever it is, and maybe explaining a little bit uh, background about that as well would would be great. Especially us being the turntable teachers, right? Being a platform <laughs> about education, I yeah. love like yeah. the idea of giving back and helping out yes. and, and and teaching uh, teaching others. I think it's a, it's it's amazing, absolutely. Um, but I'm curious for you, like, is there ever a moment where you're teaching a student where like they bring something to you and you're like, oh, that's like a great idea, or like 
there's something that, like that inspires you to go back and like create something some kind mm. of uh, on your own. I'm kind of curious if that ever has happened to you. I think um, through all the students that I've had and currently still teach, everyone kind of just opens my mind to different perspectives and there's always like a different approach to like introducing music to someone like sometimes um i've had even like kids as young as like five and so not like we're teaching like a lot of theory and stuff but it's like you know it's still almost like we because music is just like another language that that is the universal language sure so i feel like if there's stuff i can't like explain it's like we talk to each other through music and i'll play something very familiar and they can just like play it back so i think it like i think it like opens my mind to like different ways to to express my music i don't know it's 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 interesting like like kind of like producing like kind of complex things and i'm like doing like you know i've learned like these this is engineering and like electronic production and stuff and so just kind of bringing it back to like basic stuff is kind of like it's it's just all different perspectives i think i think just learning everyone's perspective is always eye-opening and it's Mm. always different and it's always like like oh man like i yeah i never even thought about that and i think i'll have moments where like i think there's music that i've made that students or clients have come to me and they're like, oh, this was really cool. Like I was listening to this today or like I just discovered that. And that's, that's cool to me because I think like, I never think about why I do this. And I think that's a little bit of why, like I kind of want to spark the next like Justin Bieber or like the next amazing artist, like with what I can do. Um, But no, I don't think I've had like a moment that has made me like, oh, that's sick. Unless it's like, I think a student, like, if anybody comes in with a song that I'm like, I didn't know this was a song, and I'll get, like, really hooked and try to learn it, maybe. Mm. But so different perspectives, and um, people are just incredible. I don't know. Um, Just, like, different opinions and perspectives really, really opens. Opens the door for you in a lot of ways. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I'm curious too, like, um, where exactly do you teach? Like, is this something that you do like, uh, independently? Is this like, yeah. is like a specific spot where like, just like do... independent. Is, oh, it's independent. Yeah. So yeah. do you usually just like have clients in, at your house and things like that? Is that, is that Sometimes, how it goes? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> so that's just like in, in my studio. Yeah. And, um, and it's a, it's an interesting space. So my, so my home studio is still in my parents' basement. So it's oh, still no the, way. it's still the area where I was like young and five and like was discovering so much music oh, and dope. like, I feel like you can almost feel that energy in there too, but like maybe yeah. it's just me cause I, you know, have, you know, been there, but, um, living away from home is interesting though. So just like coming to my office, which is just like my, my old, uh, I almost said my own stopping grounds, but like where I grew up, yeah. um, is interesting so having yeah having people there is 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 neat but yeah it's gotta of, be such a full circle thing for you right kind like, of is where you sort of yeah. started and now you're bringing other people into that yeah. space to like yeah kind of like to... a vulnerable area almost like, yeah i don't know like you know and you know it's still like it's still half basement too so there's like you know couches in a tv where i'm just <laughs> like man i used to play video games right here like i don't know like it's so it's fun but yeah no i record and teach and all that good stuff Breeding the next Justin Bieber in your parents' basement. (laughs) Trying. (laughs) Yeah. But that's awesome that like you were able to start in an area where like you grew up. I just I just find Mm. that so amazing. Yeah. Um and so fascinating. Uh I want to move on to the main lesson, which is where we talk about what's going on with you now and like everything you got going on now. So I really want to talk about the most recent album, uh, which is Moments. And is doing amazing and it's on an amazing body of work. You guys absolutely need to need to check it out after this episode, of course. Don't go anywhere because we got plenty more with child. But Sick. Uh, it's going to be linked in the description, so make sure you check that thing out. Um, it's got a ton of great features as well with high-level artists from around the area that you may or may not have heard of, um, like Lazy and Pink Navel, Malik Elijah, an artist by the name of Nicole. She's not yeah. local, is she? I think for a second she was, and then she moved to L.A. Okay. Or she's from Miami and lived in Boston. Maybe it was just for school, and 
I think she still lives in LA. Yeah. Not quite sure. But gotcha. Okay. That's fair. Um, so I was, I want to talk about like some of these more intricate songs and like the, the features and all that stuff. But I first want to talk about the, or have you talk about the theme of this project? Cause I feel like it is electronic pop, like music, but it's not in the way, like not many of the songs I like make me want to go and dance. A lot of them yeah. are very much more introspective and like, yeah very deep and vulnerable so for you like i'm really curious to hear about the theme and like how this album came together and like what your where your headspace was at when you were like going into something like like moments yeah you know um i was i i had i know i I knew that i was gonna make an album so i ahead of time i was like okay because sometimes i don't know because sometimes I'll just have like a batch of songs. I'm like, this could be like a cool EP, but I knew I was like, okay, I want to make a project. I very consciously like was thinking about themes and <clears throat> what the sound could be. Um, and cause every like new idea I try to make it, it like, it should be like new and exciting and it should sound like it's, there should be something in there that you maybe haven't heard that, that, that um, is almost like, futuristic like I, I want something that is unfamiliar but uh so kind of experimenting but i yeah i i i uh i i kind of didn't have like a strong theme and i i knew that i wanted to reflect on a lot of aspects of my life um throughout like i had a gap where i wasn't really releasing much music and um i've just been in a lovely new relationship which isn't like as new anymore like we've been together about three years now so um i think a lot of that was always racing through my mind obviously and um you know and i and i think i i had this main idea to make kind of one of it very light and the other or sorry like one half very light one half very dark Mm. Second half feels a lot darker. Yes, that was kind of like a little intentional. Like I think at the interlude is kind of the the breaking point or the, you know, because even a little bit before the interlude, I feel like it gets a little dark. But um, yeah, I would say um, I kind of had the idea with the ladder and the sky. And I even thought at one point, ooh, what if what if we even saw like the light sky, but then like or rather the light sky above the clouds and then like underneath the clouds, it was kind of like dark so like you kind of had the both like kind of aspects because i, I guess like the position sort of <laughs> yeah like yeah. i like the contrast I, I like i love making fun poppy stuff but i also really love making sad shit <laughs> <laughs> like a lot and so i was like oh, i want to have both and so i guess i wanted to split that somehow and um throughout like making ideas you know like it would just depend on the day like whatever came out of me uh i think i had like 30 or 40 just demos like ideas and stuff that i was like okay i want to have a lot of ideas just so i can narrow down like the like what makes sense or like what like who like what tracks live together um so i think um i think i ended up calling it moments because like i don't know each part just felt like a different moment of like the time like from whatever August to March that I was like making that e- of the mm-hmm. album rather. Because mm-hmm. uh, so, so, you know, I, and which by the way, like the, the title track of the album um, was like a rough demo for the longest time and I kind of hated it for the longest time. Huh. I certainly don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <clears throat> My manager Dustin agreed like, like right when I sent him to him, I was like, I got this one. He was like, that's like your best one. And I was like, oh, I don't agree with that. It needs a lot of work. And I didn't change it too much. I kind of, you know, like I said, I kind of have like gibberish ideas, uh, like mm-hmm. lyrically. Like I don't really spit out words until I kind of have time to write. But uh, that's all I did was kind of change it, like add words and just kind of produce a little bit more. But that was, yeah, that was always going to, that was like a thing of like, oh, I don't think that's going to be on the album. Like I really don't like that one. And it ended up being like the theme of like the whole yeah. album. And um just that kind of, um, you know, like there's, there's, I think there's lyrics in there like, on the track moments of something like, you know, like now my skin's glowing. Like, you know, I've, I went through this dark time, but now I feel great. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's, so there's themes of that 
Um, and I don't know if I even answered the question, but that's kind of like, <laughs> uh, like no, oh, you, did, you did. No, I was curious. Like I said, like the question was more or less on the theme and like sort of how you kind of came to the conclusion of calling it moments and different things like that. But I think you answered perfectly. Yeah. And what I love about it is you feel like, I feel like you created a world with this thing. Mm. And I, I think there is, and the visual kind of goes with it. Like now it like, I think every time I even listen to the album, I just think of this, especially the first half, I think of this lighter pinkish totally. color. Like it's weird. Yeah. I can't even describe it. No, off the top of my head. And I also like colors with like, I can tell that yeah. <laughs> music and like, yeah. I see certain, like I, I, it definitely felt, and I guess this goes back to like, you know, visuals against like music and sure. all the music came first, but I kind of always had this idea of like an infinite ladder of some mm. sort. Um, and, I think when I mentioned that to somebody, they were like, oh, that's kind of like the meaning behind that is kind of um, means like you're growing or like you're um, you're becoming your best self is like the meaning behind that, I guess. Sure, and I, sure. I didn't know that. And I was like, yeah, I guess that kind of tracks like that, that, that makes sense. And I, I think that's what I also want to show. I, I want to be like, okay, this is like my progress. This is like me at like, you know, I've gone through like this rough patch and mm. this is, this is, me after that or you know yeah you show so much vulnerability in, in it i mean my personally my i think we talked about this uh when we were texting um a while ago but i'd mentioned that like i really really and again this was this is this will go off to talk about like a lot I, I like the sad for some reason i like gravitate to the sadder music yeah too. me too when i went on it's lit they were like dude your podcast uh sorry your your playlist is great but do you like do you love sad music like, or something good? like that? You, yeah, are you okay? Like they literally just like I was like, yeah, I think I'm okay. Um, yeah, I had a friend like text me and like they said like I listened to your album like, are you good <laughs> or something like that? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm the best. Hell. I've been. Yeah, thank you. I don't like anybody. I love that song, and, yeah. I, and I, I feel like that for me was one of like the pinnacle moments of the of the album, and I could really relate to it a lot too because mm -hmm. being in. Like you had talked about this relationship that really impacted you, the one that you're in currently, and like I felt the same way. Like I feel like that relationship I'm in, like the person that I'm with, like she really helped. I don't want to say save me is like a little dramatic, but like oh, really? My did. girl saved me. Yeah, yeah it's like true, big though. time. And and I love the line in there where you say, uh, "It's like um, you feel so like comfortable and safe yeah. sleeping next to them," mm -hmm. and like. And it's interesting, like, and I and I feel that same way too. And, it, and not and, and and um, it's funny because I was somebody that didn't never liked that. You know, I never I used to yeah. hate sleeping next to people, but yeah. it was interesting yeah. when it was like the right human being and like waking up next to that person and, yeah. and all that. So even though there's like a a really crazy sadness to it and tone yeah. to it, there is like a sense of like almost relief in a way. Yeah. So I love that song. Um, that's my personal favorite because I just could connect to it most out of anything. Yeah. I'm curious for you, like what's your favorite track that, you know, I know it's hard to ask on somebody. It's like asking someone who's their favorite child, but deep down there is a favorite of yours. <laughs> I know because they'll kind of like are my babies, like all my songs. Of are course they are. Um, <clears throat> I love making song babies. Um, <laughs> I think, um, um, I almost want to say, I don't like anybody, um, but I love Not A Minute. That's cool. my jam. That's my jam. Absolutely. And that's the song with Nicole? Yeah. Yeah. Can we? Do you mind if we play that clip of that? Yeah. People? All right. Well, here is a clip of Not A Minute from Child's album Moments, and uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. I've had too much to drink. I don't think it's a good idea to sit down and think. What I could have done differently I've been such a nuisance It's been driving me crazy Baby, mean the world to me Nothing could replace it all I can feel the cold Running through my spine It's out of control
And that was Not a Minute featuring Nicole from Child's brand new, or not brand new, but most recent <laughs> album. Yeah, yeah, it's new. Yeah, newish. Brand new. new yeah. yeah. Uh, new album, Moments. So again, that is linked in the description if you enjoyed that song. Uh, definitely listen to the whole project. It's 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 an awesome listen. Thank um, you. And we're back with Child. Yeah. So, um, no, I was going to say that yeah, my, my other favorite uh, is definitely, um, I don't like anybody, and... Um, it took a lot of shapes before like the final version. Yes. Like it used to be just like an acoustic, very Justin Biebery, like pop. It was just a guitar and mm-hmm. me. Um, and then I don't know. And then it just, it just took that shape. Um, my favorite moment, my absolute favorite moment uh, from like the, the process was like, I kind of finished the album. It's like close, like second to last version before everything was finished. And I had shown my music mentor, um, my which is my music uh my high school music teacher that i still keep in touch with he's like a mad genius and he's like the best and i love him and uh i showed him this album when it was like done ish and like i that song i don't like anybody like made him cry like it actually made him cry wow and and i was just like changing it was different for me i was like wow yeah i i kind of it that helped me like love it again a little bit like i was like yeah this is like kind of just like the ballad but i was like yeah you're right like i really didn't realize how much emotion is just out there. <laughs> no shit. No, it's yeah. no, you, you, I mean, you put a lot in into me too. And like, I definitely felt uh, like I felt a lot. I want to say I even felt something cause I feel like that's underselling it. I felt a lot uh, listening to that song. So, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the whole project itself, but that was one that I certainly gravitated to the most. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the project, specifically the features. And I want to get into some of that, but amazing features. They are. <laughs> However, it's actually time for a pop quiz. Okay. <laughs> so, what? Yeah. Oh shit. That's always everyone's reaction. <laughs> yeah. Because pop what? quiz. All right. All right. So, for those people that are new to the uh, new to the podcast, just coming on coming on to us for the first time, pop quiz is a segment where we ask our guests rapid fire questions. Okay. Some of them have to do with music. Some okay. of them have absolutely nothing to do with music, and it just interests that you have or things about you that I found out. Okay. So, um, we're going to start off, uh, you know, easy and then okay. we'll sort of work our way into some of the more okay. shocking and different. Like, is it questions like- about me or is it questions just oh, it's, music? It's questions about you. Oh, oh, I should ace it. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's why I like it's pop quiz. Everyone's like, oh crap. Like, oh no. But it's actually okay. about you. So as long as you know yourself, you should uh-huh. be fine. Okay. So I'm going to try. Anyway, um, I know your favorite film from Chris Nolan specifically is Memento. Or Memento, yes. excuse me. Yeah, I go back and forth with Memento and The Dark Knight. But okay, yeah, I, Memento, I'm right there with you. Yeah, by oh. the way, because I'm, I'm a, yes. my my two favorite directors of all time are Tarantino and Memento. Amazing. But, um, sorry, Tarantino and Nolan. Yeah, yeah, I, same thing. Right, I screwed that Memento, up. Memento, you can say Memento for me. <laughs> <laughs> my two favorite directors are Nolan and Tarantino by far. Those they're like yeah, two of my favorite. Me too. It's probably for me Tarantino than Nolan, but it's close. Okay, yeah, it's close. I would go. I got to go Nolan, uh, Scorsese, Tarantino. Scorsese's in my top three yeah. as well. That, that's probably my top three. And Scorsese's Sick. probably third for me. But again, yeah. I think they're all interchangeable personally. Yeah. So anyway, um, back to the film Memento. I'm curious, like, what's your favorite element of it that no one, if like, especially if anybody hasn't seen it? Because it's mm. kind of a, like a hidden gem. Like a lot of people don't know. It was yeah. a short story that was actually written by Jonathan Nolan. And then right. Chris, Chris ended up making it as a film in like 2000 or whatever it was. Uh, I only know this because I took a film studies class in college and that was like one of the, the films slash short stories that we use there. So great. um, What's your favorite element of it? The, the distorted timeline. I think Mm. um, after I watched it like the fifth time and understood that like, you know, the, what, how the black and white scenes were coinciding with the, colored scenes but i think also the fact that like after like 12 13 20 times whatever how many times i've seen it <laughs> just the, i think just the ending or most of the timeline i still have to brush up my memory and and look things up and like research i think right it's like confusing yeah, on, on one li- on one watch it's like yeah it's it's, it's tough you're to grasp done with one watch it's like you got to you really need at least like five i'd (laughs) say because like i think for me it was maybe yeah maybe after the 
third, fourth, or fifth, whatever time it was that I was like, oh, okay. And still, like, I think that's probably why, because the fact that I have to research and, like, there's there's so much that you have to think about is probably why I like it. I love that. Yeah. What would be your Mount Rushmore of Christopher Nolan films, like the top four, in your opinion? Probably Memento and Dark Knight are already in there, but what would be the other two? I would go... Like, if I'm going for the yeah, from the one, I guess, Memento, The Dark Knight, still close tie, but um, I would have to say Interstellar. Definitely is in my top four as well. Um, ooh, I'd have to go Inception. Okay. And then, honestly, Oppenheimer was fantastic. You liked Oppenheimer? I did. I did, too. It was long. I felt I, – I talked about this, actually, on, on the OK Kirby episode uh, that we did about a month ago, like or two months ago now. Um, I felt weird walking out of Oppenheimer. Like, I didn't like how I felt, which is different. probably – Yeah. It was different, yeah. for like, sure. I, I was almost, like, depressed. I was like, Wait, yeah. so we did all that for nothing? Like, I just – Yeah. It, it upset me. Or just the fact that, like, he knew this – could potentially just kill everybody. Yeah. Was yeah, interesting. It's, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Or that he didn't have to he didn't have to build I think there's something about like he didn't have to build the bomb or no, something. No, no, no. That's 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 what I mean. Like right. there's no like reason to actually like, right. in the end, like he didn't have to do it. I think I felt the same. I was like, oh man, like this is gonna be like I'm just like, explaining this movie to my my parents. They already obviously know like who like Oppenheimer is, but like right, I was right, like right. when I tell friends about the movie, yeah, I saw this yeah. and if they ask about what it is, I'd be like, Yeah, like this guy like like designed this bomb and but he didn't really have to and on there was an off chance that it might just destroy the planet like <laughs> it's crazy. crazy it's crazy it's a good solid four though those four um I think so Inception's good I hope I'm not missing any I'm trying to no. think of, I'm definitely because Dunkirk them. was good but not top five no I don't think Dunkirk is in my top four either Tenet same really thing good. Tenet I wasn't really oh. huge fan of like yeah. I liked it but. Um, I did forget about that one though, but that was yeah, yeah. I'd it's, say that those Inception's are my... kind of like the classic. Like yeah. I just anything with Nolan and Hans Zimmer together just works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brings me to my last uh, Christopher Nolan uh, question. I like this. What's the best score of any Chris Nolan movie in your opinion? Interstellar. There was only one answer to that, and it was Interstellar. I'm so glad you <laughs> <Easton>. said that. <laughs> yeah, because like there's so many good ones, but you really think about it, like, oh man. Yeah, I can still hear it. Mm. I can still hear it. And dun, dun, I had a student dun, ask me, "Can dun. I learn that?" I was like, oh, "Yes." Um, so good, so good. So I'd say probably the Interstellar, probably the Dark Knight, and maybe Inception for soundtracks. Yeah, yeah, the score is incredible yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, I know you're a big tech guy. You like mm. that's like a big part of your life. You're very, you're easy with you. You uh, tech comes easy to you. What's an aspect of technology that you find most beneficial in your everyday life? I guess the fact that everything's linked up. <laughs> my phone <laughs> talks to my watch, which talks to my computer, which talks to my TV, which talks to it's kind of everything. It's, it's kind of nuts. The cloud. I like that. Cloud. I like that. Like, if I, I don't know, like, I won't ever miss a message, but maybe also that's like a terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> exactly. but like, I don't know. I think um, um, there's that beneficial. Honestly, can I get a little deep? Sure. The fact that probably like none of like a lot of people's careers or like my career would be possible without it. Like, I feel like right. Apple kind of pioneered like making creative things accessible hmm. like i think i th- i think without that like i think about when i got my first macbook pro i don't know if i if i never have had a macbook in my life i thought i don't know what i'd be doing i don't know like would you make been making music potentially like you know like maybe maybe but so different and, and a lot more difficult to yeah access it no that's that's very I true do, i think yeah yeah i agree same <laughs> thing with like i like my macbook was yeah right i was like okay like i can actually start editing video on here now and like do like we're going back to that like yeah so i i agree with you Um, yeah and for kids to have like access to like like where it's at now just like so easily 
uh, is crazy. It is pretty crazy. It is I, I completely agree. Um, so this is going to be like an interesting question. I'm very curious. So I have a cat. Her name's Pearl. She's, she's all right. So I know a lot of people say this about their pets, <laughs> but I, I can, I will attest to this. Anybody that's met her will attest to this, that Pearl is not your typical cat. Okay. She has like severe trauma, PTSD kind of, um, she kind of is emblematic of that Sarah McLaughlin song. I feel like, like she, we, <laughs> when we, when we got her, like she literally spent almost a full week underneath a bed. She would not come out. She oh, was so scared. Now she, thing. now she loves us. And like, yeah. obviously it's a great, you know, like, loves my mom. Yeah. It's like this crate, you oh, know, that's great. Um, we were just away for that's okay. We were just away for uh, uh, like a week, and you know I was only away for five days. They were away for ten, and um, so I went back like the last five days. They weren't there, and she's like freaking out, like yep. where where is everybody? Like mm-hmm. blah blah blah. So yep. and I know you're you, you're a cat guy because you have your your cat Tuxi, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Tuxi, yeah, Tuxi. Um, so if what genre or music or is there like a specific song do you think best represents Tuxi's personality? That was kind of an interesting question. Curious. I know so you could take some time to think about it. It's gonna take a second. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. <laughs> she's calm, and then she's just like, like out of nowhere. <laughs> and then she's so she's both like she's probably both aspects of the song. Like she's pretty, and then she's like really <laughs> like just quiet and cozy. And the other time she's just like out there weird crazy. That's I love that. Yeah. Great, great answer. Cool. Speaking of Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. make your case why Freddie Mercury is the best singer of all time. He's probably I think just like physically, I think his mouth is just wired properly with the way his teeth are shaped. That he can <laughs> hit that many octaves. <laughs> We're getting dentistry with it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's just like science to it. I was having a debate about Freddie Mercury versus Michael Jackson. And I actually like looked it up because people are talking about voice, tone, songwriting, performance. There's like, you know, Michael takes this, Freddie takes that. But I think Freddie still takes like a lot of like stuff like tone, songwriting, mm. range, uh, performance. I, don't I mean, know. they're both great performers. You right. That's why it's such a crazy head to head. Yeah. But um, yeah. it comes to personal pride down to personal preference. Yeah. At that point, I feel like. Yeah. 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 I just feel like. Yeah, his not his voice is insane, but I I feel like just he's a great um just the greatest like, inspiration. Gotcha. You know, very good. I love it. I know you're a big concert goer yourself. You like going yeah, to concerts? I do. Uh, what's the best show you've seen lately? Mm, I would say um my favorite show probably wasn't too too recent. Um, I think I'm trying to think of all the good ones recently. Um, oh man, I'm I'm sure I'm like forgetting a lot too. Um, I mean one one that comes to mind was Marcus King. Hmm. It was packed, sold out, and I didn't really know too much about. Like that was a rarity for me to go to a concert and not really know the headliner. Um, but he was. Freaking, he killed it. Okay. The crowd was loud and electric. It was House of Blues. It was... Uh, Love House of Blues. Yeah. Great venue. All right, Marcus I think, King. I, think, I like I it. I think, yeah. That's just the first one that came to my mind. That was a great show. Yeah. And he was amazing. And I didn't really know anything about him, but... I like it. Very good. Why not? Awesome. <laughs> um, all right. One's got to go. Okay, so you can keep the other two. One of them you can never okay. watch again or can it maybe oh, doesn't okay. exist. The Office, Shark Tank, or Bar Rescue? Bar Rescue. Bar Rescue. Yeah, I guess. Those are like three of your... You like those three those shows, are, though. Yeah, uh, those are very me. Um, yeah, I can't really get rid of The Office or Shark Tank. Okay, so Bar Rescue goes. Yeah, I guess, even though John Taffer's so great. Yeah, Bar, Bar Rescue. Rescue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I know, and food, <laughs> I know you're obsessed with buffalo chicken. Um, what dish best incorporates buffalo chicken in your opinion? Is it like a sub? Is it a calzone? Tenders? Buffalo chicken salad? Like what's the best way to consume buffalo chicken? The best way to consume buffalo chicken has to be buffalo chicken cheese dip. Ooh. Yeah. The dip. Okay. Yeah. I think the dip. I think, um, yeah, because you got the nuggets, you got the wings, you've got, I don't know. 
other things, I guess. But the dip. <laughs> other forms of chicken. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say the dip. That's how I fell in love with buffalo chicken. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had too much of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard you could like eat, almost eat it for every meal, huh? Yeah. It's like it's like big obsession for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you're like quite a picky eater too. Like, what's a food that like you were have been able to like come on to since not being such a picky eater anymore that uh, you, you, maybe that. maybe your youngest self would be shocked that you eat now? Oh, probably buffalo chicken. Is that yeah? <laughs> really? Yeah, because uh, I've had some hot ones too. I've had some really hot wings, um, and uh, doesn't really bother me. I think it's like fun and it tastes so good. And uh, I don't th- <laughs> I even like three years ago, Chris would be like, what? So, probably buffalo chicken. Buffalo chicken. Yeah, okay. honestly. All right. It's a I like it. Fairly new obsession, but it's <laughs> it's one that hasn't quit for like a year now. So it's like love yeah. that. <laughs> um, what are you most excited about uh, being a new uncle? Oh man, uh, being a role model and being like a cool uncle. The funkle. The funkle. I want to be a funkle. Everybody wants to be a funkle. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't suggest. Um, yeah, I don't know. And just like introducing like music and like it's really, really weird having a new member of the family because we're such a close family and I love my childhood so much. And it's just so my sister's my only sibling. Yep. And I just love like our childhood. I just love like all the memories and like all the home videos. So just having like her having a baby is crazy, but also just like having a new member of our family is like pretty insane and to be like wow like you're going to yeah you're basically like that's gonna be your mom that's crazy but also like this family is it's just gonna be so great like welcome to the family but also i want to just he's gonna have an amazing life like he's so spoiled already (laughs) but uh yeah just introduce him to all the great stuff that i did like growing up and just yeah yeah i don't know that's all it's really cool it's really weird, but it's really. It is to cool. be. It is weird to be at this age now, where like this is like yeah. a thing and possibility and like yeah, all that. like people get married, people having kids, it's crazy. Like, it's it's yeah. new. Yep, it is. It's it's, it's a different. New, it's, it is different. It's crazy. We are literally in that stage at this point. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite memory or moment from your you know very more short lived time doing the Mind Bacon podcast? Ah. Uh, hmm. Got to be the episodes with the boys. Uh, the episodes <laughs> with the boys. That's why the podcast was so weird. I've always wanted like a music podcast, but also just like a hangout podcast. So it was like both. Um, but yeah, I guess any episode with the boys, uh, but one in particular, we did one episode outside. Okay. That was amazing. Uh, cool. I think it's like episode six or something like that. And uh, so I brought all the gear outside, like interface, like shut up, set up chairs and yeah, yeah, yeah. just put the mics it was great it was a good time awesome that was awesome. fun what, what was the thought behind mind bacon like why was that the the title of the podcast out of curiosity so originally it was a youtube show way back in the day that my friend and i did so like we were best buds growing up like since sixth grade okay uh we've always done youtube stuff literally since like sixth seventh grade okay and um at first, one of our first shows ever was called Choggle. Okay. And I don't think it exists anywhere anymore. But um, I think when we wanted to, like, rebrand, I think we got, like, a little older. And I think, like, maybe Vine was coming out because we had this mm. idea of, like, oh, we want, like, I think, like, short is, like, good. Like, short videos are good. <laughs> <laughs> and we... Which Vine was, like, the start of that. I yes. Like, yeah, you know I, mean? I agree. Like, a lot I... of people, like, kids these days don't even know what Vine is. Right. Like, right. If, you're, if you're under the age of 20, you probably don't right. remember Vine. Crazy. Yeah, came and went. Uh, it, that was so fun though, and so like around that time, <laughs> fine was so fun. I'd miss it. Um, I wish I could keep the videos I had. I know, seriously, it sucks that they like deleted the app. Yeah, and, like, it's just all gone. Everything so there's gone. We had this idea for like minute long episodes, but basically we did that for a long, uh, a long time. And so I th- You're ahead of the curve there. I guess a little bit Think <laughs> a little, about it. Like a and uh, short form content's king you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like right when like it was like you know the six second videos so i think even like back then we felt like a minute was like kind of a stretch we were like yeah i think minute episodes because we used to do videos that were like three four minutes like nine minutes like you know fun just fun stuff yeah, messing yeah. around like you know uh but uh yeah and then i think uh using that name for the podcast just made sense because i was gonna do a lot of episodes with him and um yeah, um, 
But that name was kind of, oh, no, I had it on a whiteboard. So when we were doing YouTube stuff, I had like name ideas. So I had one, it was, I think it was called Mind, Mind Blown or something. Okay. And Greg read it wrong. And he said, oh, Mind Bacon. That's kind of interesting. I was like, no, no, no. It says Mind what did you say mind bacon i was like oh shit but that's literally how mind bacon happy accident those are the best especially in film right they call it, yeah it's called the happy accident right? absolutely i love that and everything yep 100%. and music all the and music time. too yeah absolutely any all sort of creative time. component i feel like yeah interesting um my last question in pop quiz um obviously we mentioned earlier up for pop artists of the year you were yeah. best you were up for best new artists of the year last year yes um what do these accolades and nominations mean to you? And then what would it mean to you to win it? Yeah. Um, it's pretty darn cool because um, there's some pretty notable uh, artists uh, also nominated for like other things. Um, and um, especially like this year, we got like Noah Khan up in a lot of categories. And so, um you know, just being alongside so many talented people is like pretty insane. Um, I never thought that would be a thing. Um, so, you know, I think, I think to win would be meaningful. I mean, it, it already is meaningful being, you know, friends and like, you know, it's, it feels like friends and family. Like it really does. Like, and that's, yeah. that's cool too, because, <clears throat> you know, obviously, uh, I guess I'm doing something right. That like, you know, um, I am in the same, you know, realm of like a lot of really talented people doing cool things. So it's, it's cool. Um, And I think, um, yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's pretty bizarre, but I'm like, I feel like appreciated and loved and that's cool. Yeah. Well, it's well-deserved. Thank and, you. Uh, you got well. You definitely just won pop quiz. That's for sure. You got an A. So <laughs> well, cool. well done. I don't know how well you said those things. This is what I asked. What I tried to tell you. I was like, uh, you know, it's really cool. Uh, I, I don't reveal my sources on air. I'll tell you off air. But, okay. You know. <laughs> That's fair. Um, That's fair. Back to the album. Uh, back to the main lesson. Yeah. I want to talk about some of these features. Like, and again, you're kind of when you say amongst your peers, like some of these. Well, actually, a lot of these peers are also up for boston music awards yeah. or are making massive waves in yeah. boston and, and massachusetts scenes yeah. particularly um when you look at someone like malik elijah yeah pink navel and lazy so yeah. talk to me about how those three features kind of came to be and um yeah, yeah just like their impact you you feel like your or your feelings on the impact that they had on this project totally um yeah so i guess um i think lazy was one of the earlier features and uh we had talked for a while um i think through instagram and it took me a second to, to be like oh you're from boston <laughs> and we were i was like i'm from boston what um and uh and then actually kind of a um more of like an inception of a story uh pink navel um i knew about them at like for a while so i went to this rap show I think one of my friends, Sway Casey, was performing. He must have been. Because um, I'm thinking, why else would I have been there? Um, and I was just like, let me check out the other, like, you know, dope talent. And and uh, this was, I swear, this was like 20, this was a, a hot minute ago. And I discovered Pink Navel. And I was like, they're so dope. And picked up one of their cassette tapes when I you know, was at the merch table. We just had like a quick high. I was just like, you like, it was just so different. And so different. Grungy. Nasty. And like, not, yeah, nasty. The way he uses the NPC, the way that they use the NPC, like on stage, like just crazy, man. Like it's, it's, it's insane what they're able to do. It was so different. Yeah. So different. And I remember hanging on to that cassette tape for a long time. And uh, I was always always a fan. I think I had tried to collab for a long time. And then I think, like, out of the blue, like, um, I probably just, like, DM'd them. I don't know. Like, I, I think I was just like, I've been a fan of you for such a long time. Like, I'd love to make a song. So that kind of came. That was, like, a long time in the making, like, technically. Um, but uh, it was so cool that we were able to reconnect. And, and then Malik, 
Um, I guess I just got hooked up through my manager. Um, uh, cause he's always, you know, turning him on to like amazing talent and just like dope people. Um, I'm really just about like really cool people, like really nice, cool people. And like, it was weird. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I just started playing like young ma okay um <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen on turntable table teachers people uh so uh yeah but uh talent or or not or like you know just dope people and well they're both three really cool people yeah i mean they really are i i know i know lazy bet like i know her personally yeah pretty well <clears throat> um i've met malik in passing one time and then i've He's seen so pink navel um twice yeah as a as a performer um yep. once at nice fest and then once at hope fest. i've never met them formally though yeah but just i get the sense super cool people like so that's cool. yeah like the coolest that's why i'm also like blessed like that like along with the awards it's just like everyone that like this community like all all of us i'm just blessed um because i used to be like really shitty people and like being being done with shitty people is great so yep being being with all these just unbelievably talented and kind and uh sweet folks are just uh, it's, it feels great it's just it's great yeah super yeah no they're, they're all, all they're all great songs i mean i i, yeah. I appreciate all drifting zero percent and uh sleep when i'm dead yeah. all, all fantastic yeah. tracks and um they all bring something super different to to the table yeah to this project so yeah um no, it's 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 like I said. We talked about it many times, but it's an amazing body of work. As always, like I said, linked in the description. Make sure you check that thing out um, after the episode. Um, we're not quite done with you yet. <laughs> we, we got a little bit <laughs> yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got two, two two questions left for you. One being uh, on the more on the performance side. Yeah. Um. So you as a performer, uh, you've perform- you've opened for so many different acts and like pretty pretty high level acts too, like Tourist and Jake Miller. Um, you even said off, off, off set, you said a couple of different, um, ones as well that I, I didn't even know about. Um, what, what Grace and Chance yes. was a bit ago. Um, and then <clears throat> when I was part of like an old, um, project, we opened up for, um, like Wale and Goldfish and Elefante. Um, super cool. Yeah. Cause we were still like half DJ, half singer. So we would open up for DJs, so like also like cry wolf. Um, but yeah, now as a child, I've opened up for like different pop artists and stuff, which is fun. No, it, it seems like, you know, the, that side of things is going really well for you. So I'm curious, yeah. like how has the performance side of things really helped you grow as an artist and helped you to navigate more of the industry side of things? Yeah, no, I mean, there's, um, there's nothing quite like being in person talking to people, um, which like side note, what I'm trying to do more of with whatever next projects I'm going to be working on. Uh, I just have been doing like strictly like all in person, like a lot of in person studio stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it just hits different. And, um, but I think that's one, uh, game changer and like, um, kind of, you know, I, I've, I've learned a lot of lessons through, my like how like my setup like my gear like just talking to people and um i can kind of say i'm done with like that kind of like being intimidated phase of like nervousness and like you know it's intimidating it's like you know just you know opening up for you know people who are like doing like the real deal like touring or like you know uh meeting their tour manager and stuff it can be like intimidating but like um i i think I think I've learned a lot just from my setup and every show is different too, but I think there's not, there's like nothing more valuable, uh, than in person, like talking to fans, talking to promoters, uh, you know, sound people for sure. Um, game changing. I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 excited to see you. Uh, pretty soon, this podcast won't be out 
uh, when, but it'll, yeah. th- this show will have already been done, but you're opening for Lucas next weekend. So yes. I'm really excited to see you live I'm for so the first pumped time. For that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. Just playing you, with you, the homies. Yep. It's, no. it's fun. It's the best. Yeah. Those are the best ones. I feel like for sure. Yes. Um, do you have a specific moment performing, whether it was for an artist or, um, at a festival or whatever it is, like a, a particular performance that you feel like really blew you away or like was almost euphoric in a sense for mm. you? Like that I've seen. No, for you as a you as a performer, performing. like was there a was there a either a, a performance or a mm. crowd that like really just kind of like I said blew you away and like made it a euphoric experience for you? I'd say more recently, uh, the audience at Jake Miller's show they were loud. Uh, he has a very core fan yeah. base, and I feel and very loyal fan base. So, yes, yeah. um, I have said this since the show. Yeah, they were loud. Um, if I can hear everything through my ear monitors, like you were loud. Mm-hmm. Um, I had people screaming things at me, like, "How old are you?" I was just like <laughs> too busy focused on so many things that I didn't know how to answer it. So awkwardly, I was just like, "Okay, uh, I'm just next song." Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, having people like kind of charge me after I got off stage. Yeah, like they were just a little intense and like loud and loving, like not like in a scary way but they were just like uh coming up to me and asking me i had like i had like um you know people that were just like students uh you know asking me about like production like mixing and stuff and then i had other people ask me like oh like just about my you know uh about child and stuff and they were crazy yeah they were loud that's crazy yeah that's awesome <laughs> no I, i've been uh listening to, i mean i've been listening to jake miller super uh, a lot recently mm-hmm. but he's an artist i found like almost a decade ago so it's cool that he's still oh. really like right like doing his thing i think he mentioned something like that like he's been yeah. touring for 10 years long time yeah. yeah yeah i came on to him early early on i remember wow. i think i was in college or maybe like maybe getting just out of high school or something like that when yeah I, like when who I knows i might have heard like a jake miller tune like a yeah. while ago and yeah, it's been it's he's he's been around doing it for for quite a bit. Um, my last question in the main lesson was about Sleepy Kid Records. I'm kind of curious, like mm. how that came to be and like what your like long term goals with that are. Yeah, you know, I kind of want like um, a, a brand that like everyone can like feel a part of and um, something that's you know it, it it hasn't been developed in a while, but like <clears throat> something that's you know you not just like unique but something that like you know we can just all share like kind of in the community sense you know something that's Mm. sharing strictly amazing music from just incredible talent um but also kind of like a hub for content so like some podcast stuff like some merch stuff like you know fashion and like you know just very like creative people like just showing off their art and uh it's mainly just been me. I haven't really uh, done a lot with it, but I want to still. Cool. Yeah, it's been a minute. Well, it sounds like you got at least a, a way forward with it, or at least a thought. About <laughs> yes, at forward. least like yeah. At first, it was like a record label, but now I'm like, oh, it could be just a cool like a cool media company, yeah, right, form, or entertainment company. Right. No, that's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing your your growth with that as well. Thank you. Well, child, this yeah. has been an incredible episode. This is so I'm, much fun. I'm man. so I'm so glad. I'm, I'm so, so happy much. to have you here. Uh, can't let you go yet. Um, okay. This is the last segment of the show, which we, this is the open response. This is the dream song scenario. Ooh. So I'll structure it for you. Okay. You get a song. It's a child song. Yeah. And you get one to two producers, and you get three guest vocalists. Can be any artists or producers, dead or dead alive. alive. So. I'll, uh, again, Repressive one to two producers, producer. three guest vocalists okay. who would be on Child's dream song scenario. That'd be like a massive song. Um, let's see. Producers, I'd want Skrillex up in there, Sonny doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, other producer, I would say um, maybe um, maybe like Flume. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be very electronic. Uh, <laughs> very poppy, <laughs> very uh, crazy. Man, that'd be nuts. Um and Skrillex. Yeah, okay. And then just artists, vocalists. Yep. Um, and you get a verse or an art or, or, or a hook, whatever you want right, to do on so your I'll own song. All right, I'll get the hook. Um, it'd be pretty cool to have, like, Kendrick. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. Kendrick 
Um, Kendrick on a Skrillex and Flume beat. I yeah, that would be pretty tight. Um, I want to say like uh, might be interesting to throw Charlie Puth in there. Okay, and then maybe be really really wacky just to throw Freddie Mercury all in that mix. <laughs> I love it. Why not? That'd be weird. Why not? Yeah, Let's why not? Do it. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Something like that. I think that's great. It'd be probably some kind of meshy pop-ish grungy hip-hop-ish Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Some mishmash of shit. Just throw it around. That shit. Like, good shit. Yeah, like, great shit. No more genres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this, this isn't a genre anymore. Yeah. This no. is just a mishmash of music. Yeah. Well, uh, Child featuring Kendrick Lamar, Freddie Mercury, Charlie Puth, produced by yeah. Skrillex and Flume. I think, it sure. would, I think it would be a smash. I think, or at least, uh, at least people would click it. People would listen, yeah, like, what yeah. the hell is this? People would listen to it. I think they'd give the it most... at least twenty seconds or something, thirty seconds. Well, I think just out of sheer curiosity, <laughs> people would be like, True. "I want to hear this song." Just give it the one. That I'll let a... them kind of take over. I'll take like a little pre-hook or something. I just yeah, yeah. I'll let them kind of take over. That's that's awesome. Well, I mean, <laughs> think about it this way. I mean, like you have. I think just again out of sheer curiosity, that was the most versatile. I think dream song scenario we've had. Yeah. I don't think I've had anybody come on here and <laughs> throw out there like. Uh, electronic producers <laughs> with also like MCs and singers yeah. and like queen. Like it's just, it's cause <laughs> I feel like all of them can do anything. So like, except maybe Charlie Puth. No, oh, he can do pretty much anything. He's very, yeah, he's really talented. So yeah, I think, they all are. yeah, I think they could, I think that's why I picked them. They can do anything. Um, yeah. I think it would work. Dope. Somehow, <laughs> somehow, some way we'll, we'll make it work. Um, Child, thanks Dude, so much thank for being you. here. This is a, this is an absolute it. pleasure. Thank Loved you. having you on the show. This is great. Um, yeah, likewise, likewise. Um, nothing left to do here, but just plug away. So where the, can the people plug find it. you and whatever else you got going on? Any shout outs, whatever you want to do here. At Child Music. Um, and then just Child anywhere, you know, Spotify, anywhere you li- like to listen to music. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google, Amazon, any, I don't know the title, whatever the ones are. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, my new album is out, um, and I'm probably going to be promoting that for a hot minute, so I'm working on new stuff always, so keep an eye out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And if you're a fan of Child, just comment on us for the first time. You can follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram, TikTok, hit up our website, turntableteachers.com. Do it. For all the latest blogs, podcasts, episodes, merch, all that stuff, you guys know what, what the deal is there. And then, of course, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you are an artist, podcaster, or a content creator of any kind, make sure you hit us up at aoastudios.org to book your session or service today. Uh, once again, child, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, dude. Fantastic episode. Appreciate it. I thank love you. it. And nothing left to do but uh, conclude. So I'm Mike. Woo. That's Child with the Turntable Teachers. And class is officially dismissed. Bye. Turn, 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 turn,